It is, they say, old school wrestling with a new production sheen. And um, I have to say, the first time that I watched Mid-States Wrestling, I, I didn't really like it very much. I wasn't massively keen. Watching it again, I can understand that sales pitch. It does look really good. It's got the, the red, white and blue logo and it, it looks very clean and clear. But the wrestling itself is old school. Yeah, it is. It is. There's a tournament, a tag team tournament, and we've got Rex Amadeus, W-R-E-X Amadeus, Rex Amadeus Amadeus, Amadeus Amadeus Amadeus, Rex Amadeus, and Judy Azul, or Azul, actually, it's Azul, isn't it, because that's a demon, isn't it? Isn't it? Versus Go Patrol, Mr. Fiasco with the neon hand, it's like Mary Ann with the shaky hand, Mr. Fiasco with the neon hand, and uh, Kelsey Magnolia, great name. And um, early on, it's not one of those um, certain genders can fight each other, and then we'll stick to that, if I can use the word gender, of course. Anyone can fight anyone. So there's an Azul slam and huge overhand chops from um, Fiasco with his knee on hand and a hip attack, a huge clothesline from Amadeus, 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 and then Magnolia getting the hot tag and a house of fire You've got the Kelsey and Fiasco stereo atomic drops and a suplex, and then a tornado DDT from Magnolia, who really comes on strong at the end of this match. Uh, what she calls a sugarplex, which is actually a fisherman suplex for the pin, and it was rather good. Now, here is your opening contest. It isn't, though, is it? It's the second match. This is your opening contest. Get him, get him in the right order. It's Alan Jefferson, who we have seen earlier on being spoken to by the commissioner, the commish, because he's been suspended and he wants to, as he says, I want to work. So he gives him a match against Big Joe Helms. Now, Alan Jefferson is the aerial American. He's quite live and can fly through the air with the greatest of ease. Well, he will when he fights Joe Helms because he's the silverback. As he comes on, he shouts without much conviction. Yeah, it's not ideal. (laughs) He's he's supposed to be nasty. But anyway, there's Let's Go Joe chants. Of course there are, and Joe's going to kill you chants and all that. And earlier on, he's spoken to Cannonball Matthews. Matthews, yeah. Who's got that kind of Rick Steiner thing going on, you know, with the um, amateur wrestling headgear thing going on. And um, he kind of just just whispered to him, and and Cannonball um, nodded. I don't know whether they've got... I don't know whether... He owes, he owes Alan Jefferson money, or Alan Jefferson's got some pictures of him. I don't know what it is. Whatever it is, he seemed to be quite happy to do his bidding. Now, you know how this is going to go, don't you? Jefferson doesn't get much opportunity, but he just put him down early on with a toehold and a drop kick. But there's a huge Helms clothesline. He is the silverback, after all. And a power slam, then a really nasty F5. Cannonball Matthews helps Alan Jefferson out of the ring, takes him away from the ringside area, and it's a DQ. Now, here's your big old school stuff. We've got some old school before, because people like Amadeus, 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 has that huge tash, handlebar tash, the power of the tash, compels you. This is, I'm not American. I don't know your customs. You know that Simpsons thing? Yeah, that. It's Akbar al-Hadid, with Stephen E in his corner, and he's, I think he's masked, isn't he? He's got the curly, the curly wrestling boots, 
course he has. Um, he's got the big flag versus Jason Jones, the space cowboy. Now, early on, before before J- Jones uh, enters, we've got um, Stephen E. talking for um, Hadid, but not really. We can't really hear him. And I think he's saying that he wants everybody to pray. Um, which, I mean, I'm, I'm reading a book about the Sheik at the moment, Blood and Fire, and he did that, of course. So, you know, it's time served in wrestling, and it's one of those wrestling tropes. You're not from around here, we don't like you. All of that. Now, out comes Jason Jones, he's going in real fast, and then just jogs to the ring. There's a clothesline. Stephen E. gets to, it, it brings the distraction. Uh, had he choke, then a Stephen E. choke. Apparently, the boots could put an eye out. That's an old wrestling trope as well. Now, Jones gets the bionic elbow, a stunner, and then there's a distraction. Stephen E. really makes the most of throwing a fireball. He prepares it for ages. He doesn't really get it on, um, on message really, or on direction even. Um, It hits the ref, and another ref. I mean, they they do the sort of X thing with the arms, so the ref gets um, sent out. We know that fireballs just flash people, really. We know that. So you don't need to do the X thing, really. Um, it's a peep behind a curtain, folks. And then another ref gets in as if nothing's really happened. But apparently, Hadid has some kind of spike. Yeah, spike. And it's um, it's a it's a pin, is it? I don't know if it's a pin. I'm not sure. It looks like it might be. I don't know. He wins, so he must have pinned him. But anyway, even considering that kind of kerfuffle, this is rather good. It's better than I thought last week. And maybe I'm in a different frame of mind. But I'll be watching next week because this is old school. It does look new. It doesn't really have a twist. But you know what? I'm watching WWE from 1988, Portland from 1982, Continental from 1987. And this seems very like it. Ta-ta. Thank you.